This is episode eight with our first hostful. Welcome to the Apitalize on Your Idea podcast, helping you bring any idea to fruition. Now, here's the guy who makes it all happen while keeping his day job, Justin Escar. What is up, everybody? Happy Monday. Uh, we had the uh, clock change this weekend, so it's nice and bright out for everybody. And I hope everybody's having a good, good day when you're finally listening to this podcast. Today's a, a, a little different. I'm not going to be interviewing somebody today. Today, I'm going to do my first hostful episode. I've been kind of wanting to do this for a little while, just to talk to you guys directly about a couple things. Um, I want to talk today about... MVP, mo, uh, uh, minimum viable product, getting that product out there. I have a couple clients that are out there that are, you know, that are talking to me about products and they're and they're working on all these things and it's great and whatever. And they're all missing the most important part, which is the MVP. Get it out there. Get the minimum viable product out there. So I want to talk to you guys today about that. Uh, as always, our wonderful podcast is sponsored by Watchman Monitoring. Know before it's too late with Watchman Monitoring. If you're an IT consultant. Get Watchman Monitoring. Uh, it will tell you if something's going wrong with somebody's computer. Uh, it's for Apple and Linux right now. It's coming out soon for Windows. www.watchmanmonitoring.com slash Apitalize. Thanks so much to them for sponsoring today's episode. So let's talk about what MVP is, a minimum viable product. In the world of apps, the app store, you post your product and someone buys it and they've paid you for it. They get free upgrades for life. And a lot of the times in software, we talk about getting what they call 0.1 out the door, 0.01 out the door, not version one, but version one-tenth. Get that minimum viable product out the door. The idea here is to whet the appetites of the users, getting them in what is the core competency of your product. Uh, yeah, you know, all we want these apps to be complex and we want them to have all these bells and whistles all these features, but a lot of the time, when you're when you're programming and you're getting into these things, one thing people miss, uh, or I'm sorry, one thing that they fall into is what we call feature creature, which is you start working on an idea and then you go, oh, it would be really great if we add this idea, or if we add this, and then we do this, and the next thing you know, you haven't finished your product, you haven't gotten it up on the app store, and now you're not making any money. You're actually just spending more money getting things done as opposed to getting it out there and getting uh, paid for it and you know then you're you're completely missing the ball on this one so MVP is to get the core competency out there that minimum viable product uh, when we did sign my pad the first version we got out there literally you could just sign documents and add text it was very simple and then after that we started to add things like rotating the pages adding photos uh, being able to sync with, you know, cloud options. We then added in version. We we waited till version five before we added an iCloud sync to sync your data between the iPad and the iPhone version. Um, in version uh, five five, we added the ability to add a photo to the PDF. But version one was load a PDF, add your signature because that's what SignMyPad's core competency is. And you know, like I said, I have these these new clients that are coming to me and I'm working with them as a project manager and they show me these very elaborate 
business plans and these elaborate these drawings and these ideas and this is what we want to do and this is who we're going to hit up and this is how we're going to get money and this is how we're going to do this and this is how we're going to do that and i'm like have you started even coding yet because you're you're calling me in and it's been six months you haven't even started coding yet and they're like no we haven't started coding yet i was like when do you plan on starting and a lot of them are like oh well we need to get these things done and we need to get these things lined up and i'm like if you don't start now by the time you do Someone else will have a product out there that will be similar or better than yours because everybody's vying for the same market. Everybody's going after the same app store. What's going to be the next big app? What's going to be the next Flappy Birds or Angry Birds or whatever it is? What's you know what's going to be the next Facebook or Foursquare? And and when you have these products and you have these ideas, you need to act on them quickly. Now, this is obviously just my own opinion on it, but there have been times where even I've thought of an idea for an app and I haven't moved on it for whatever reason. And within a month or two, I've seen something very similar to my idea in the app store. And I'm like, I could have been first to market, which would make, you know, which would make me a lot of more sales and get me out there. And now I'm going to be second or third to market and it's not going to be that great of a product. So had I thought of what I needed or what the core competency of that product would have been, I could have been out there. Now, you can take this and extrapolate it out so it's not only about apps. Uh, we could talk about physical products as well. You know, get um, the base idea out there and then you can add to it, add as uh, add-ons or, or uh, um, secondary products that can be added into it, knowing in advance what you're going to do. Um, obviously, it's a little bit harder, like if you're selling somebody a complete product you know, a widget or whatever it is, unless you pre-plan for how the add-ons are going to work or you make the add-ons incorporate into the already existing structure, it's a little bit harder than it is with software. But the the idea is still out there. The idea is still there. You want to get it out there and you want to get people talking about it because what will happen is people will talk about your product and that will cause more people to be interested and more people to buy and then you're going to make more money and then you can use that money to you know release an update or add a new feature or whatever it is and that's going to get those people to talk about it again and again and again and again and now more people will talk about it and if those two people tell two people and those two people tell two people and so on and so forth you're going to end up with a product that's uh widely spoken about making a lot of money and and good and you know a lot of people think, oh, well, if I, if I just put out the MVP, it's going to be so stripped down. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be good. It's not going to look good. I'm not saying give them something that doesn't work, right? I'm saying you can put something out there that works, that looks good, but is strictly your core competency. So what exactly is a core competency? Well, core competency is the baseline idea for what your app should be right if you were to take your app idea and make a one sentence let's say mission statement what is it that's your core competency in sign my pad our core competency is signing pdfs not adding text not adding photos not rotating no. signing pdfs being able to not have to print a pdf to 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 draw your signature with a pen to sign your pdfs that's our core competency nyc truck food or core competency is find the trucks right a one sentence thing that explains exactly what our app or our program or whatever it is does 
and that is where you base your MVP off of. Uh, even in Email Phoenix, we have such a th- that program is so simple, but our core competency is backup mail from Cario Connect mail servers. One sentence gets it out there, and then you know where your core competency lies, and you can branch that off to do your MVP. So when you're when you're thinking about your idea, that original concept, that problem that you're trying to solve, that's your core competency. When you say to yourself, I need to be able to solve for X, where X is this big global issue that you're hoping to fix with your magical app, that's you're going to be your basis for your MVP. How do you fix X the quickest way possible? How do we get the, the product from nothing to market as fast as possible? So that, that's a, a very important thing when you're, when you're working on your ideas. Because if it's a if it's something that's going to solve a problem that's very complicated, you know you're gonna you're gonna have to really figure out what you can strip down to to get your basic idea out there. Uh, here's another great example. So um, I've mentioned this before. My mother, who happens to be hard of hearing, wants me to create an app so she can use her cell phone better, where uh, like captions come across her phone when you make a phone call. Now that's a very expensive product to build because it involves uh, voice recognition software and telecommunications and things like that. And to be honest, after I sat down with my programming team and I said, like, what can we do? You know, that's a six to nine month endeavor. And there are products out there that already do this. You know, AT&T has it built in. Sprint has it built in. Captel has it. Um, there are rules and regulations around certain things. So, the question is, do we really want to spend nine months going down this path for something that already exists? And obviously, there's on top of the, the time, there's the money. And, and so we decided to scratch this project, unfortunately, for my mom. Um, just because we wouldn't be able to get an MVP out there that would be ahead of the market or that would be good. So, you know, it's a tough it's a tough balancing act, to say the least. So there is there is a lot to be con- uh, to consider when you're dealing with what your idea is, your core competency, and your MVP. But you do want to get your minimum viable product out there as quickly as you can because you want to be able to get to, you want to be first to market. You want to be able to get people talking about it, and that's very important. The second thing I want to talk to you guys about today is vetting a programmer. I know we had Ayala Mir on uh, in episode three talking about freelance programming and stuff like that, but I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit because. Currently, I'm in the midst of looking for a couple new teams, and I wanted to explain like what was happening and, and where I'm going with things, because that way it's as a, kind of like a life lesson, so that way you guys don't have to go through it too. So as many of you know, um, I use a couple teams in India for different parts of my software, one of them being the iOS version of SignMyPad and the Windows version of SignMyPad. I have no problem telling everybody this is the truth behind it, and the team that I had out there, it's the company that I've been using for a couple of years. And to be honest, over the last couple of versions, their work has been kind of slacking. Now, is there a reason for this? Maybe. Do I know what it is exactly? No. Do I? Can I assume it's that they just kind of, I'm now kind of like a regular client for them. So they're not putting as much love and affection into my apps or is maybe whatever it is, it doesn't matter. So I decided to start looking for other teams. And not that I've completely fired the team that I have yet. Um, I actually had a couple conversations with them 
after I've started looking for new people and, you know, they're trying to make up for it. But when I was looking for a new team, I did something a little different this time. Since I already had some versions out there, uh, we wanted to test these programmers abilities. So I had asked them when I posted on guru.com if they were willing to pass a test. And a lot of them said yes once they found out what the test was. And the test was, we need you to fix this one bug that we're having with a particular version of SimiPad. And we want to see if you can fix that. And if you can fix that bug correctly, and we knew what the bug was, we just and we knew what the answer was, we just didn't know how to fix it ourselves. We said, if you can fix it correctly, we'll hire you. And guess what? You'll be awarded the rest of your contract. But you're going to fix that bug for free. And we got 70 plus quotes on guru.com for all of the work. And maybe only three or four companies said, you know what? We'll take on your 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 test just to see. So it was a great way to vet some of these companies. Now, I had all of them do the same test, and some of them are still in testing or trying to pass the test. Um, but it was a great way to see who can respond and how they interact and how they how they get the job done. Um, you know, one company got the job done very quickly, but it took me some time to chase them down to get the answer. One team is like, you know what, we're still working on it, but we'll get back to you shortly. One team was like, you know what, we can't even do this. So it was a great way to find out the trouble that I'd be getting into with a company before I even start working with them. Now, obviously, if this is a new product or a new idea and you don't have this kind of ability to test your possible team, you have to look at other ways to vet them. So one thing you can do is check out their online portfolio. Anyone who posts on guru.com, check their feedback, check how much money they've made. And most of them will post you a portfolio. And you can see in their portfolio the quality of work. Now, keep in mind, there's a there's a line here because much like you're going to them with your drawings and saying, make this, they're giving and they're giving you back what you gave them. Their portfolio is made up of all of that. So not necessarily is their portfolio a valid, accurate portrayal of how well they work because if someone said, hey, I want to design this really crappy app and they said, okay, fine, we'll design this crappy app and for whatever reason they put it in their portfolio, you're going to look at their portfolio and go, you guys make crappy apps. The fact of the matter is it really wasn't their fault. So the couple things to look at when when you're looking at a company's portfolio is... Look for and ask them also like how much of this is your own work versus how much people have given you. But look for the reviews. This is what I like to do. Look at the reviews of the apps that they've built and look for reviews on things like the app crashes or the app has technical problems. Um, These will lead you towards whether or not it was the, the programming team's fault or let's say the owner, entrepreneur, designer's fault. Because if an app is crashing... That's on the team, the programming team to fix, not on the designer or the entrepreneur, right? You're an entrepreneur. You don't know coding. You don't know what, all you know is your program is crashing. If you're not getting your team to fix the crashes or they're not willing to fix the crashes, they're not the team for you. So definitely look at those reviews to see whether or not the person that you're looking to hire is creating quality products. Uh, so that's one way I like to vet them. The other way I like to vet them is I ask a series of questions and depending on what the scenario is, is different things. Right now, for example, I was looking for a programming team in the United States because I need to step up the game on the quality that I'm getting from my teams. Not that quality in India is bad, but let's be honest, you get what you pay for. So a lot of them, a lot of the, especially the Indian companies will say, hey, we're in you know New Jersey or 
Colorado or whatever it is. In reality, they only have like one salesperson here and the programmers are all in India. So I specifically said to them, where are your programmers? I want to know because if you tell me your programmers are in the United States and then I find out that they're in India, I know you're lying to me. I don't want to do work with you. And, you know, what kind of rates are you guys doing? Do you have a hybrid team, which is programmers here in the States and in India? Like I, I would delve into these companies a little bit further. One guy, for example, posted on guru.com, said that he's a great programmer. He's got a company all in the United States, the whole nine, but he had zero reviews and, and no money made on Guru. And I was like, hey, you know, if you're such a big, big, big company, why do you have no reviews? And their answer wasn't well enough to, uh, to justify why they had no reviews on guru.com. So I deleted that quote. And it was really easy to like weed out a lot of the really, really junky ones. And it left me from 75 down to like three or four that I was interested in. So I have them all doing the testing and, and, and seeing who I'm going to decide with, whether I stay with the company I've used for the last three years or I jump ship and I go somewhere else. So you can't be afraid to change even though you've already made a decision. You can vet your programmers, you can pick your programmers, you can work with your programmers, but if they don't start, don't, if they start not doing what you want them to do, don't be afraid to pull the contract and go somewhere else. Remember, they work for you, okay? They're, you're not, they're not doing you a favor. You're not doing them a favor. They work for you. You pay them out of your pocket to make your product. If they're not doing what you want or you feel like their quality is not up to the level that you need, say, you know what? I'm sorry. Give me my code and I'm moving on. And don't be afraid to do that. So I hope that, I know today's episode's a little short, but I really hope that you guys learn two really, really important things here. MVP, get the product out the door, and how to vet programmers who can help you build that MVP. As always, if you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes. It really matters to us. Send me an email, justin at justinescar.com. Check out the blog at justinescar.com, which we've now renamed the Apitalize on Your Idea blog, um, where you can get great information. Uh, uh, I try to post pretty regularly on different topics about that. Keep listening to the podcast. Send me your your notes and your thank yous. We've gotten some great reviews lately, and I really, really want to thank everyone for listening. And uh, we will check you guys out next week. Thanks for listening. Today's episode of the Capitalize on Your Idea podcast is brought to you by Watchman Monitoring. Know before it's too late with Watchman Monitoring. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at www.watchmanmonitoring.com slash Apitalize.